Hello, and welcome to Introducing Me. I'm your host, Sarah. I started this podcast to get to know other people and lifestyles while discovering more about myself. Each episode, I will give a new guest a chance to discuss their background, culture, interests, or whatever they want to talk about to help increase all of our own worldviews. Today is a little bit different in that I have two guests on the show today. I have John and Mark X. Cronin. They're a father-son duo team. Uh, They created John's Crazy Socks. It is a great business which has a mission to spread happiness. John has Down syndrome and with his father, they started this business and more than half of their employees also um, have differing abilities and they do so much good uh, for so many people. So I'm excited to have them share about their lives, their business and everything that they're doing. So Mark, do you want to start us off and tell us a little bit about what it was like, you know, when John was little and, you know, the growing up process to getting to John telling you he wanted to start a business? Well, things started with a bang, you might say. I'm a little peanut. Uh, you were our little peanut. John is the youngest of three boys. He was born in the middle of the night, uh, on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. Um, it turns out my bride controls the universe. Um, <laughs> she had told me at one point, we, we had been married for a number of years. We got married young. And she had said, okay, we're going to have children now. It wasn't really a discussion. Um, and she told me we're going to have three children. They will be born three years apart, all in the first part of the year. So we had one boy, our eldest, born in January. Three years later, the second one came out and born in March. And three years later, John was born in February. Um, the night he was born... She went into labor. It was about a week early. We were at the movie theater. What about movies? I said, okay, we're going. Uh, you know, we were, we were watching Dead Man Walking. Oh, I love that movie. I said, let's go to the movie. Let, let's go to the hospital. And she looked at me and she said, we will not. We will enjoy the movie. We have plenty of time. The movie ended. <laughs> I said, okay, let's go to the hospital. She said, we will not. And we will go home. She wanted to take a shower and put a load of laundry in. <laughs> Because she said, you know, we, we go to the hospital and uh, they said, uh, your wife is right. So I know that uh, this child is not coming till the morning. But as long as we're here, let's put a fetal monitor on. And when they did, uh, at one point, the heart stopped. And they said, oh, maybe it was a mistake. And then it happened again. And then they said, we're going in. We're going to do a C-section. The umbilical cord was wrapped around his throat. John was born. It was nice and easy, or at least easy for me. Mm. Put him in my arms, and I bent over him and wept with the joy that only parents, I think, can feel. Um, and a short time later, the covering OB came in and said, uh, I'm very sorry. I have bad news for you. It appears as if your son might have a slight case of Down syndrome. And these are words, unfortunately, that many parents hear, and they're awful. What are you apologizing for? What's the bad news? This is our son. This is our boy. And... 
we both knew about Down syndrome. In fact, my wife had worked at a group home one summer, but we didn't know that much. We spent the day learning. I came back the next day. I, you know, you go home and you look on the internet and I was waiting for my wife to wake up. And I got a call from the hospital saying, you have to come quick. They're transferring him. Because here's what it turns out with Down syndrome. Uh, you get Down syndrome by having a little bit extra, right? Yeah, I, all, I of, all of us humans are born with 23 chromosomes. People with Down syndrome, they have an extra 21st chromosome. And that brings with it some common challenges that everybody with Down syndrome faces, some intellectual development issues, low muscle tone, some things that are inconsequential. If you look at your hand, you have three creases across your palm. People with Down syndrome only have two. Who knows? But there are other things that are more common with people with Down syndrome than the general population. One of them, John, was born, his intestine was not fully formed. So they were transferring him because he needed what was tantamount to intestinal bypass surgery. They didn't do it to day three of his life. My wife was in one hospital, I'm in the other in the NICU. We didn't know if he could survive that operation. We brought a Catholic priest in to the hospital to baptize him. Um, he survived. And John, like about 50% of people with Down syndrome, was born with a significant heart defect. He had two holes in his heart and he had a bad valve. He couldn't grow. We were, it seems stunning to think of this now, buddy. It's we were measuring him in grams. And before he was three months old, he was in full congestive heart failure. I would hold my son in my arms and he was turning blue. He needed open heart surgery. Again, we didn't know if he could survive the operation, but he couldn't live without it. And he did. And we would ask ourselves, what chance, what chance did he have in this world? What could become of this son we love so much? And as he grew, John, boy, he was remarkable. Early on, you couldn't talk. So we learned sign language to communicate and use an assisted voice device, right? He wound up going to a preschool. He'd ride that bus by himself. And, and it is one of the things that has marked our lives. What chance did he have? What could become of him? And the answer is, he could grow up to change the world. You know, we'll talk about it, but you started what's now the world's largest sock store. He's testified twice before Congress, spoken at the United Nations. And that's a lot of what we understand. Look at the possibilities in all of us. Look what each of us can do. And we run into people, look what they can do. Look at the stories they can have, right? That a good way to introduce you? Thank you, Dad. <laughs> 
So what was the starting point of, I want to start a sock business? Well, we'll go back. We'll tell that story. You go back to the fall of 2016. And the story starts in a small log cabin in the woods. No, not really. (laughs) It starts out here on suburban Long Island outside New York City in a town called Huntington. And where were you? I was at uh, Huntington High School. I'm going to be my last in school. So if you have what's considered a disability, you can stay in a public school system until you turn 21 or until you graduate. So it's going to be his last year of school. And like everybody else, John's trying to figure out, what do I do next? And what were you looking at? I look at job. Program at school. Um, I don't like something I don't like. He didn't say anything he liked. And this is an unfortunate reality, right? There just aren't enough opportunities for people with different abilities. The unemployment rate for somebody with a disability is double the national average, but that doesn't really tell the story. Only one in five people in the U.S. with a disability are employed. It's awful. But John here, John's a natural entrepreneur. Yes, I am, John. You didn't see a job you wanted. What did you say? I want to create one. I want to make one. Okay. I'll make a job. And what did you tell me? I told I told my dad I will go a business with him. A nice a father and son business together. <laughs> Which is pretty cool, right? Uh, my son comes and tells me that I've got, you know, I, I told you I've got three sons, and, and this is one I can work with. Yes, so, I am. Uh, so that was pretty good. Um, then we had to figure out what type of business would we run. John had a lot of different ideas. Yeah, smoke out my ears. Smoke comes out of your ears when you were thinking. Uh, what was one of your ideas? I was in a food truck. I got an idea from, uh, from the movie Chef and John Farrow. I, I, I need a I movie about a father and son Fighting a food truck. So we're thinking this could be fun. What could we make and where would we put it? Um, but we ran into a problem. We, we can't cook. Yeah, we can't So not gonna be a not gonna be a food truck. But then right before the US Thanksgiving I brilliant ideas. Brilliant idea. I, I want to sell crazy socks. Why socks? Uh, 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 let me uh, always let me be me. I want to say my life. You did. You know, you talk about how colorful they were, how creative yes. they were. We used to drive around looking for these socks for John. So we figured this if he loved them that much, surely other people would too. We could beat that tribe. So we went the lean startup route. We said, let's get something up and running. We'll make it quick and easy, and customers will let us know. So you already had the name. Yeah, but I got my name. I throw I, I, well, I'm not idea. Right, you put your name in the business, not well, my I name. Do. It's not John and Mark's crazy socks. It's John's crazy socks. <laughs> or you a, a million? <laughs> we built a website. We got a little bit of inventory. We were bootstrapping, yeah. you know, so uh, we got to ask not long ago by a student. Well, what exactly does bootstrapping mean? 
It means you have no money. It means you got to make do with whatever you have. So the only marketing we did was set up a Facebook page. Yeah. I would take out my cell phone. We made videos. And who do you think was in those videos? I am. I'm talking about socks. Socks, socks, and more socks. And we opened on Friday, December 9th in 2016, unsure of what would happen. And that first day, we got what felt like a flood of orders. We got 42 orders. And most of them were local, which made sense. He was in the high school. We lived in Huntington. I love Huntington. Temporary office space, right? Yep. And what did we do with those first orders? Our home team was free. We get red boxes. I put a sock in the box. I put a, I put a dick in the wrote. I put a, 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 all the best for the kids. We got Hershey's Kisses, poured them into the box, yeah, Dad. loaded up the car, drove around, and you knocked on doors, handing out socks. I do. And our customers found they love the socks. And, and took a picture with me and and the socks and share it on social media or when I get this spread. We had people ordering again just to get John to come back to their house. And, and it'd be funny moments because it's just the two of us. We're out. It's after 10 o'clock <laughs> at night and he's knocking on doors. Like, just John with your socks. Don't shoot you know, me. Don't shoot me. <laughs> Um, so by the end of that month, really two weeks, we had shipped 452 orders and we knew we had something. We didn't know how big it would get. We didn't know how fast it would grow, but we knew we could start the business. Um, and you learn some things, right? Yes. One, people want to buy socks. Two, people want to buy socks from me. They wanted to buy from John. Yeah, you know, they liked the fact that we'd already pledged 5% of our earnings to the Special Olympics. They liked that personal touch of the thank you note and the candy. And something that caught us by surprise, people were very moved. There was an emotional response to seeing a young man with Down syndrome start a business. And you learn by doing. So we learned that this young man. This is old man. This old guy. We could sell socks. Okay, old. Right? Um, so that's how we got started. There, there is another side to it. You know, we talk about where John, where John was. People usually don't ask, well, what about you, Mark? Where were you? Right. So me... I had been, uh, I'd been an entrepreneur. I'd started running multiple businesses of different sizes. And, but in the fall of 2016, I had been working with my wife, helping her run a law practice. That's my mom. Your mom. And uh, for a reason we don't need to go into, that we had to shut that down overnight. So in October of 2016, we shut that down. And that was the family business. And so there we were with no income. I was 58 years old at the time, no job. You're old. Uh, well, I was old. I was an entrepreneur, which made me unemployable. And, you know, what am I going to do? So I was starting some online businesses. And in the midst of that, John comes and says, Dad, I want to go into business with you. 
And at first, what I heard was my son asking for help. What I realize now, he wasn't asking for help. He was helping me. He was coming and saying, Dad, I believe in you. Dad, we're going to make this work, and I'm on board. I, I he gave me this phrase because he knew he knew I I I, I he knew that I'm uh, being success, and I, I I'm so lucky I have a partner like him. So, you know, you introduce people on your show. You want to know about inclusivity. All of us have these great possibilities. We just have to give it a chance. And that idea that John had. Here's what's happened. Today, how many different socks do we have? We have 4,000 different kinds of socks in any sources. You know what that means? John uh, here owns. And the, our owns are the world's uh, world largest sock store. John owns the world's largest sock store. We've been able to create 34 jobs. 22 of those are held by people with different ability. We've shipped now over 400,000 packages to 88 different countries, raised $600,000 for our charity partners, all because John said, we should sell socks and let's go spread some happiness, which is pretty cool, huh? Yeah, Jack, I love you. Yes, it is very cool and so timely for you. As you said, I was wondering when you started sharing the story, like, well, what was Mark doing? Like, you know, all of a sudden he's just starting a business with his son. So you just shared the quantity of sock designs you now have. So how is it that you are continuing to come up with designs and do you have favorite designs? Uh, yes, um, my favorite design that is uh, um, I, I downloaded from Superhero Socks. Uh, those socks are, uh, are, are, are uh, I downloaded from Superhero Socks, and um, I, I have a picture of me. You designed that I, sock, I, right? I, I, I picked up me as Superhero. I, I designed it. And your face is on it now. Yeah, that's my face on it. So when we started, we were only selling other people's socks. Um, the first time we designed our own is actually up to John. It was January of 2017. And that's when we discovered that people celebrate World Down Syndrome Day. And when's World Down Syndrome Day? Um, I'm March 21st, and I celebrate uh, our World Down Syndrome Day. So people celebrate that day by wearing crazy socks. Yes. You... You would have thought we knew that in advance, but we're not that smart. <laughs> and we went looking for a Down syndrome-themed sock that we could sell. Nobody made one. And John looked at me and said, we should make one. Yes, I did. So he designed the world's first Down syndrome awareness sock. And we called up the National Down Syndrome Society and said, listen, we're going to sell this sock, and we want to give you money from every pair we sell. And they said, who are you? <laughs> we're now, we're very close with them. In fact, John is on the board. Um, yes. But so we started designing our own awareness socks and uh, we have uh, autism awareness uh, socks, autism socks, cerebral palsy awareness uh, socks. And no, no, so Emily, and, and, and Revolution. We, 
we would find different mills to make those for us and still carrying other people's socks. Um, in the beginning of 2020, we signed a strategic partnership with a third generation family business that manufactures socks. So that gives us the ability to uh, design our own. Yep. So now everybody helps design socks. Everybody has ideas. John still designs socks. We have a team of designers that we work with. Our customers suggest we design socks. Um, it's part of what you get. You know, it's part of the strength of diversity. No one person can design and pick socks for everybody. So the ideas come from all over. We don't try to please everybody with one pair of socks. We try to have enough different socks to please everybody. Now, back in the beginning, John was doing hand delivery of orders. So what is it that your day-to-day responsibilities are nowadays? John, what, what are the things you do, John? Uh, I, I do uh, videos. I do TikToks. Uh, Sometimes I, ha- I, I, I uh, help out pick orders. Sometimes I help give wrapping. I do uh, a speak engagement. I do a podcast, I like this one. Um, I do. Um, you give tours. I give tours since I socks. Um, you you know you travel a lot with the speaking engagements. You still do home deliveries, right? I, yep, I love doing home deliveries. Right, if we get an order between our office and our home, John is knocking on doors delivering those socks. Right. So we, John. Uh, they used to say that James Brown was the I hardest. Were well, you going to say that he's the hardest working man in showbiz? Yes. I think John's the hardest working man in soccer. <laughs> um, does a lot of different things. Works very hard, right? Yeah. And you like it? I do. I do. I, I love it. I love working. Uh, I'll give you a story about that. You like hearing stories. So, oh, love uh, stories. We we we. Uh, <laughs> We do a lot with the Special Olympics, and one night, we uh, John helped out at a fundraiser. I think they may have been recognizing you or something. Yeah. Uh, it was a young professional's mixer in New York City, in Manhattan. A very hot club, a lot of Wall Street types. Oh, and, oh I love dancing. And, right, you got to do a lot of dancing. Yeah, I do. Uh, with, with pretty girls. With pretty women, yes. We got home about 3 in the morning. And I said to John, I said, you haven't had a day off in ages. Why don't you take tomorrow off? Just sleep in, relax. He said, okay. So I get up, I come to the office. Well, about 10 o'clock, who comes walking in? There's John. So what are you doing? He said, I took an Uber to the office. I have things to do. <laughs> That's the boy, you know. How old am I then? I think that was two years ago. It was before the pandemic. So how old are you now? You're 26? I'm 26. I think you were probably 24 then. A good age. A good age. (laughs) Now you mentioned speaking in front of Congress a couple times, working with the United Nations. Do you want to share about those experiences? Sure. Sure. Um, Um, We uh, uh, testified before, before Congress. Well, we'll put it in some context. Yeah, sorry, yeah. You know, much of, you know, we, what's our overall mission? I spread happiness. Much of that is showing what people can do. 
give people an opportunity to show what they can do. Because of the business, people will listen to us. It's given us the opportunity to meet with a lot of corporate heads, political leaders, and that creates an obligation on our part. It creates an obligation to speak up for others. So we have had the opportunity to meet with elected leaders and officials. And, um, but here's an example of how this works or, or can work. We were down in Washington, D.C. Yeah, we did. We were up on Capitol Hill. We were working with the National Down Syndrome Society. I love that group. And um, we got a call in our office from a customer in Houston saying, yes. you know, is it true Mark and John are, are on Capitol Hill? And yes, they are. Well, my mother works there, and she's a big fan of John's, and she would like to meet John. Do you think that's possible? And our colleague said, sure, here's Mark's cell phone number. Have your mother text her contact information. Well, who was mom? Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. So we get the opportunity to go meet with Nancy Pelosi. Um and we're in a bad way in this country. We vilify our elected officials. We forget their humanity. So I, I don't care where you are in the political spectrum. You know, these are people. They all meant well or mean well. And in this case, we go in and meet with her. Um, what people forget, Nancy Pelosi is an 80-year-old Italian grandmother. And she greeted John so warmly and took I out pictures of her and former President Bush, George H.W. Bush, and socks she had given the former president, because John somewhat famously had become sock buddies with the former president. Yes. So this is all warm and wonderful. Everybody's hugging and taking photographs, oh, exchanging stories, right? But now we have yes. this opportunity. So it's now, Ms. Pelosi, we do have to talk to you about eliminating Section 14C of the Fair Labor Standard Act of 1938, which allows employers to pay people with a disability as little as 25 cents an hour. And there are 200,000 people in this country being paid that little simply because they have a disability. And we have to change that law. Because, you see, if we get that opportunity, we have to take advantage of it. And that speaks a lot to what we do. Um, you know, we, we invite elected officials in a lot to our business and let them know what's going on because we want to speak up for our colleagues and show the value and importance of hiring people with different abilities. Does this make sense? It's, uh, yes, it does. Can you share a little bit about what it's been like hiring people with different abilities and what, you know, kind of they do for the business? So this is relatively simple. Like any other employer, we want to hire the best possible people. And to do that, you have to make sure you have the biggest possible pool. If you artificially exclude people because of the color of their skin, because of a disability, because of their gender or their age. You can no longer hire the best possible people. So we want to, we open up and say, you know, we focus on what people can do, not what they can't do. All of our positions, we want to do that with. But particularly, we find challenges in our warehouse. We do our own fulfillment. 
right? Everybody who sells online, you got to be able to fulfill orders. You call it pick and pack. Orders come in, you pick them, you pack them, you send them out. Well, in much of this country, we have a growing labor shortage, and it's hard to find employees. We don't have any trouble. We, we, what do we call our pickers? Our sock wranglers. Sock wranglers. We fill all our sock wranglers. Right? Um, and we hire people. Be clear, we don't give jobs to anybody. There's no charity here. If you get to know us, you'd find out that John here is a very nice guy. Yes. I am not. If you're going to work for us, you have to produce. Um, so you know, when we go to hire sock wranglers, it doesn't start the day we have to hire someone. Um, we host school tours. We host work groups from schools and social service agencies. We do a lot of work with local ser social service agencies. So people get exposure to the job in our workplace, and they know what we're looking for. So we kind of have a warmed-up audience, if you will. And when we have an opening, you come in and you, we meet with you. We want to make sure that you understand our mission and our values. And we want to make sure that you want to be there, that you're not there because mom and dad want you to be there or because the job coach wants you to be there. And then we'll provide you with training. Right. You've trained a lot of people. I did. I trained. Our current sock wranglers love training people. And when you're ready, you have to pass the sock wrangler test. You have to pick six orders in 20 minutes or less. And you have to pass that test to get the job. Well, that's part of the dignity. Everybody knows they earned that job. No charity. They deserve to be there. They're contributing. When we hire people, we have a little ceremony, the first paycheck, to present them with their first paycheck. We give everybody a business card um, because they're professionals. And for many of our folks, it's the first time they've ever had a paying job. Um, we've done a TEDx talk on this theme that hiring people with differing abilities is not altruism. It's good business. So that's why we hire people with different abilities. And what's the out, you know, the outcome of this? Well, it helps us recruit. We're able to fill all our openings with great candidates. Morale is real high. People don't leave. Our retention is up. At a time of the big quit, when 4 million Americans quit their job a month, people don't want to leave. And productivity is up. It's great business. And your business obviously has continued to grow from the first uh, sale, the first day of sales to now. So did you struggle through the height of COVID and do you expect it to continue to grow? We, we do a, an open house pop-up shop anniversary party every year. And the first, for I guess, second full weekend in December, right? Yeah. And we did it this year. And during that, somebody was in there, were talking to me saying, well, you know, the hard part is getting started. But once you get started, everything else is easy. I, I don't know what world he's living in. Um, we've had awful, you know, we've had, 
fabulous success and, and, and great things happen. And we've had awful times. Um, you know, by the end of 2019, we were virtually bankrupt. I remember meeting with a bankruptcy law firm in Manhattan and them said, oh, you have to declare bankruptcy. But all you have to do is give us $25,000 up front in cash. It's like, guys, if I had $25,000, I wouldn't be talking to you. Um, uh, COVID, I think COVID's a good example of, of what you can do. Um, COVID hit and on Long Island, it was very bad. So uh, in March, we had a shutdown, we virtually shutdown. It cost our business hundreds of thousands of dollars in lost revenue, lost opportunity. It was important to stay open and, and to be open for our colleagues um, because the job is so important to them. So the first thing was, you know, let's keep everybody safe. What can we do to keep people safe? We work with a local hospital to get them come in and, and help us with training and setting up safety programs. And then the second thing is, how do we adapt? Well, you know, I told you we do tours, so we move the tours online. Uh, we do speaking engagements, we move those online. We make socks. What could we do there? We made healthcare superhero socks to thank frontline workers, right. and they've raised over fifty thousand dollars for the American Nurses Foundation. And then you have to figure out what else, what new opportunities are there. How do you change? How do you, you know, how do you respond to something like this? Well, what's our mission? A spreading happiness. So how do you spread happiness if everybody's locked down and home alone? Well, here's one way. You start an online dance party. So John hosts an online dance party every Tuesday afternoon. What better way to spread happiness? We started a Facebook live show. Uh, which we still do once a week, and that has now also evolved into a podcast. What's our podcast called? It's very happy podcast. Right, half hour each week of just trying to put a smile on people's faces. We produce new types of products. We did masks. We had hand cleansers. Um, you find a way to keep going on. Um you asked, do we, do we expect to continue to grow? Yes, we have no choice. Um, I feel tremendous responsibility and obligation to create jobs. There is nothing better than seeing our place busy and full of people working. We're very seasonal. We do 40% of our business in the holidays. There's, it's wonderful to be around. It's like Santa's workshop. Um, so what do we do, right? There are three main channels. We we sell direct to consumer through our website. Um, that's, you know, tough. That's a tough business. Uh, we, uh, and, but you gotta, we have a deal with our customers, right? They're the heroes of this story. They help us spread happiness. When they buy from us, you're going to get great socks. We have over 30,000 five-star reviews. You, you help us employ people with different abilities. You help us give back. You help us spread happiness. Second channel, we sell to other businesses, you know, B2B. Um, 
custom socks, gift packages. So we make custom socks for Microsoft and Google and IBM and Ernst and Young and people's weddings. Meredith Vieira had us make socks for her son's wedding, wedding. weddings and sweet 16 parties. And we make them for local businesses. We make them for charities that sell the socks to raise money or give them out as thank you gifts. Uh, Holy Cross College up in Massachusetts raised $800,000 by giving out the socks as a thank you gift. Um, and then this year, we were, we were entering the wholesale channel to sell into retail stores. Um, so by the midpoint of this year, people will be able to find John's Crazy Socks in their local retail store. It sounds like, you know, you're, you're continuing the business, you're expanding, you know, creating new jobs, creating happiness. So how is it that that mission was decided early on in spreading happiness? I don't think we ever sat down to decide. I think that was just what we were going to do right from the beginning, right? Pam? Yeah, right beginning. That's I what you want to do. Yeah. I, um, I changed my life. I, I was so we knew you're right from day one. It was more than just selling socks. It was the impact we could have on people. You know, that's why we did the home deliveries right away. Um, you know, we, I think this is important for any organization. You've got to know your purpose. How is this all about happiness? And that's not... You know, idle words. We use that to judge everything we're doing, our budget decisions, you know, what, how we organize the business. Is this going to help us spread happiness? We built the business on five pillars. Inspiration is hope, give it back, find products you can love, make it personal, and make it quickly to work. And those five things really drive and shape what we do. And again, we make decisions based on that. So these are values that we didn't sit around one day and decide, ah, what do you feel like doing? They were present with the two of us. And now we've imbued that in the rest of the organization um, as we've grown. It's at the end of the day, we may be the world's largest sock store, but we're not really a sock store. The socks become the physical manifestation for the mission in the story. The content we create, the relationships we create matter more than the products we make. That is so important. Now, this obviously is kind of like your little family business that has expanded. Are, you know, the siblings or the mom involved at all? Is the mom involved? Um, she is. She is. What's her title? Her title is um, Mama Bear. Mama Bear works with us now. Um, two brothers. Uh, both have always been supportive in the business, but one of them worked with us for a while no more because if we kept working together 
you were going to find us both in a pool of blood on the floor with axes in our heads. I love them dearly. We get along really well. But, you know, that's family business. It's, yeah. you know, it's I know working, you working with your mom and me working with my wife. It's, uh, you know, at home. We all live in fear. Yeah, but we at, do. But at work, you know, she's supposed to be working with us. And sometimes it's not always that way. Or, uh, or we'll be talking about something on the way home and she'll look at me and say, can we please, can we just leave it in the office? You know, um, we recently got received an award at a family business event. And I listen to all these people talk about how warm and wonderful family businesses are. And I, we get up to speak and say, come on now, let's let's speak a little truth with each other. It's you know? family. I love family. I know. I know. It's... <laughs> Tell me that. Now, before I ask my last question, is there anything else you would like to share with the listeners? Really, the floor is yours. Do you have advice for people? Yeah, I, I, I have a great advice. Um, follow your heart, follow your dreams, I, I follow your dreams, work hard, and so you can do. That is some great advice. I absolutely love it. Um, now, as I promised uh, before we started recording, I do ask all of my guests a random question at the end. So my question for both of you is, what is your favorite kind of donut? Oh, uh, uh, my favorite donut is uh, a chocolate, a chocolate, a chocolate sprinkles. Chocolate sprinkles. Okay. Uh, 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 I know, like the round donut. Uh, uh, Do you like it with icing, chocolate uh, icing, uh, and sprinkles? Okay. That's my favorite. I, I think mine might be the Boston cream, you know, the... Chocolate icing on top and the filling in the middle. Oh, that is so good. Cardiologist approved. <laughs> I love donuts. All right, that brings this episode to a close. I'll be leaving some great links in the description, and uh, they are going to tell you here right now where you can find them online. Well, thanks, Sarah. This has really been wonderful. Thank you We've so much. We've enjoyed this conversation. Listen, folks, uh, you know, if you want to get a hold of us, you want to enjoy, uh, you know, first, you can come visit our website, which is... At johnscrazysocks.com. John's, johnscrazysocks.com. Um, and understand this. When you buy from us, you're going to get great socks, but you're going to help us employ people with different abilities. You can help us give back, right? Over $600,000 for our charity partners. Most of all, you can help us spread happiness. And if there's a way for us to engage or connect with you, or we can help you, you let us know. You can get us through that website. And at the website, you can join John's dance party. You can join, um, uh, you can hear about our podcast, uh, Spreading Happiness podcast. On February 1st, we'll open our Autism Can Do Scholarship. Later this year, we'll have our sock design contest. You can also find us on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram. You love doing your TikTok, oh, TikTok. videos. Right? 
So feel free to reach out to us. We'll be glad to, to help you in any way we can. And of course, if you'd like to connect with our podcast, our website is in the description as well. And it brings you to all of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, along to all of our past episodes. And if you would like to support the podcast monetarily, you can do that in the link in the description. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, feel free to send me an email. So thank you so much, John and Mark. It has been absolutely wonderful talking with both of you today. And to my listeners for taking the time out of your day to hear a new story. Until next time. Bye. Take care. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks so much.